Can you okay. Welcome to the Koji Podcast. This episode is going to be a little different. We're going to call it Koji One Take. Or what, what should it be? Uh, take One Koji. So, uh, I think I think take on Koji. What? No, no. <laughs> well, it's gonna be it's gonna be basically that there's gonna be no cuts in this podcast episode because it's first of all it takes a really long time. Second of all, I don't have time to edit it. That's and um, I don't want to take that time to edit because I'm busy editing other things. And also, I wanted to say that the reason we've been long, I'm gone for a while, is because. Uh, it was Holy Week, so for Holy Week, my dad wanted me to start recording what we do in the Brotherhood. In Holy Week, we have some traditions and things that we do, including Tenebrae, if you guys know what that is. I'm not going to explain it, but... Um, and yeah, I've been getting also into videography uh, with my older brother. So, not this brother, different brother. And so I've been busy with that right now, but I want to keep on doing the podcast, because... Uh, Many people have been asking for it. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> they keep on asking me, like, when is it going to come back? <laughs> no, nobody's asking. No, but, no one cares right now. Uh, but we're going to keep on doing this. Because it's, it's also good for me to keep on learning more about God. So, one take, remember, no cuts. So you're going to be able to see us foolishly acting. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, it's, today is the rule of life again. Prayer, part two. So we left off on pr rule of life prayer, part one. So we're going to see how it goes. And I know I've been doing rule of life so many times, but it's important. So let's get into it. of prayer the tradition of the church as presented by the catechism of the catholic church classifies prayer into three types vocal mental and contemplative they are not mutually exclusive even when a christian advances in his prayer life he will continue to practice all three types despite their different different phrase sorry different emphasis sorry emphasis all forms of prayer have have in common the recollection recollection of the heart and mind in God. Okay, so there will be three. There's vocal, mental, and contemplative. I think it's contemplative. What's well, the same thing? Contemplative, contemplative. I think I've heard people say contemplative more. But um, but we're not going to get into the third one, contemplative. That's going to be for the next podcast, part three. Mm -hmm. So today we're only going to get into vocal prayer and especially mental prayer. We're going to get deep into that. So, without further ado, Jasha, can you start it? Oops. <clears throat> Number one, vocal prayer. The first kind of prayer is vocal. That is, prayer recited out loud. When we speak of vocal prayer, we include um, those prayers written and handed down by tradition. Here, can you speak to the mic? Um, 
Throughout the Old Testament, the people of God prayed together in psalms and hymns, in the temple and the synagogue. This vocal prayer recited in community is called liturgy. The word liturgy, like the... If you look, uh, like the... <laughs> the word liturgy derives from the Greek le the Greek L E I T. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, we don't. It. We're gonna get the word if we say it. it's like late. So L E I T. Okay. Meaning people and E R G A I N. Origin or origin. Origin meaning work. Therefore, the liturgy is the work of the people of God. Our Lord Jesus Christ who as a faithful Jew also prayed the liturgy of the synagogue and temple, taught the disciples vocal prayer. The Our Father. The disciples, in turn, taught the church to gather each day to pray the psalms at the traditional hours of Jewish prayer. From this tradition, the church has evolved her liturgy, the prayers she recites with the assembled faithful, the Mass, the liturgy of the hours, and many other uh, public devotions. We need to pray vocally because we are not pure spirits, but body and soul. And as such, we use our entire being. So not not just our soul as in just using our minds. It's our soul and our body using our lips. Because it'll help us get into it more to understand yeah. it more fully. So as in like, like a conversation with God. Or like love God with your whole body, with your whole mind, your whole soul. your whole Yeah, mind. and it also unites the church, you know, into, into one mystical body. Yeah. Um, because if we're all just doing it in our minds, then we're not do we're not gathering with each other to to become united in something. So that that's why vocal prayer is important. Um, so yeah, it's it's been since the be beginning. I mean, since the ancient times, you know, the Jewish times, uh, vocal prayer has been you know been here since then. And our Lord taught us they are Father. Um, wait, where did they fall? Uh, moreover. Okay, moreover, we are not simply individuals, but members of the single body of Christ. Therefore, we must pray together. And for this reason, we need vocal prayers to unite us in a single voice. So, yeah, like you said. Well, yeah, well, I already said it, though, so I think we could continue, but... Okay, nevertheless, we must always remember that it is not enough to pray with our lips alone. Prayer is, as we saw in the last podcast, a lifting up of the mind and heart to God. And so no amount of words, even when beautifully expressed or sung, our genuine prayer unless they come from the heart of one praying for this reason is it important it is important for us to be attentive at mass and the other services of the church so that we may be united to the spirit of prayer being offered uh, so yeah I mean I remember we already talked about it it's like two, two different podcasts but I yeah. think especially in the last one that it needs to we need to have that devotion it's not only just the our words it's also uh, our minds. Our we hearts. we gotta actually mean what we do and what we say. Let me, yeah. Okay, let me change this. We gotta mean what we say. Yeah, I think that sounds better. Um. So continuing. <clears throat> it is important for Catholics to realize that the Church considers her liturgy, that is, the Mass and other services, to be her work. The Mass is not a Bible study or entertainment. The primary purpose for attending Mass is to join in the work of God's people by con by consciously offering thanks and praise to God the Father, by uniting ourselves to the prayer of His Son. So if we attend Mass with this attitude that we come to give to God rather than receive, we will no longer be bored or disappointed by the homily or music, or distracted by the behavior of others, 
For we will not be thinking about ourselves, but about the God we come to worship. Because, okay, here's the problem with me, including me, with a lot of people. Um, at Mass, they're just sitting down. Sometimes, like, they, they're distracted by what other people are doing or something. Something that happens, a baby's crying, you look that way. Um, well, yeah, just, like, little, like, the tiniest distraction. Like, your mind, you know? Just anything. You have to try to be laser-focused. <laughs> you're not even, you don't even, like, you just have to pay attention to what's happening. It's like, oh, the alt server incense. He's incensing us. We bow down and everything, you know? And and uh, what it what it's saying right here? Uh, let me quote again: "For we will not be thinking about ourselves, or at least we shouldn't be, ab- but about the God we come to worship. So we should think about God. This is all for God, for God, for God, not for us. It was never for us. This is the whole point of the mass, dude. And then, yeah, and it, and it's not like there have there have I've heard people say that the church, the Catholic Church, is like a." It's a business or an entertainment or something. No, it's not a business. It's not an entertainment, and it's not for even for people. I mean, people can attend it, but it's not for them. It's for God. It's all for God. Everyone's giving to God. Well, yeah, because, I mean, Christ came here. Obviously, he came for us, and that's the sacrifice of the Mass. Yeah. But he was offering that sacrifice to God. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't, you know, offering sacrifice to us. You know, he was offering it to God. So we join in, with Christ that in the offering. And also we don't, um, actually we should continue. <laughs> okay, so meditation. The second kind of prayer described by the catechism is meditation. Meditation seems, means to imply the minds to the truths of the, sorry, the minds to the truths of the Christian faith, to understand our faith better, and then to apply what we have learned to our lives. Meditation is therefore different from simply the, the different from simple study of the faith. When we meditate, we are asking God and ourselves how we can put into practice those truths that we believe. In other words, when we meditate, we are not so much speaking to God as we do when we practice vocal prayer as listening to his message to us. In this way, we hope to motivate ourselves to be more faithful followers of Christ. Okay. So, as it said right here, meditation. So meditation is not um crisscross applesaucing and just you know um like that no it's not it's not that's not the way we meditate by meditating we mean um we mean uh we mean reading reading uh the lives of the saints or the bible um and and like read a chapter or a few verses or something you know I right, we're gonna get into like the specifics but like it's it's like meditation is pretty much you know, thinking about what you just read and what God's and, message and, and might then, be for you. And then listen to, you know, just stay in silence and listen to what God has to say to you um, after that. And then you make a resolution. Uh, and that that's what, when we make that resolution is that's that's when we're applying it to our lives. Like I said right here, it's not just a Bible study uh, where we're coming to learn, which is also, imp- it's important to learn from the Bible. But, you know, meditation is not, Merely a study, you know, mm. it's to change our lives. So, continue. Um, <clears throat> it is clear then how important meditation is for the Christian life. It is through meditation that remind ourse- that we remind ourselves what is most important in reality, namely God and the salvation of our souls. 
Those who do not meditate do not lose their focus on God. And I'm sorry. Those who meditate do not lose their focus on God. And even though they may have to deal with many other urgent and demands, uh, urgent demands and great problems throughout the day. On the other hand, the Christian who does not make time to meditate, although he may get through his prayers, will eventually be overwhelmed by the world in which he lives because he does not, he does not lift his eyes from his daily affairs to see the goal he desires to reach. So, yeah. like, it's it's saying that that for a guy who meditates... Okay, so someone who meditates, who actually meditates, doesn't lose their focus on God. They're, like, they don't... They, they see their goal... And they're going, they're running toward it, but at the same time, they're fo- they're um, they con- they're confronting the problems and the demands, and you know their job or someone got sick at the hospital or some or something. You know they they focus on those things, but they make they always manage to find time for meditation. And for no, some, the, 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 well, that they have God first, right? Yeah, God first. Well, yeah, because I was gonna say that. It's better to do meditation in the morning because when it's in the morning, I was just at the, you know, at the Brotherhood. I talked about the Brotherhood many times before. Uh, it's a group for men. Uh, and so me, my brother goes there and he was sort of giving a little reflection when he was there. Um, well, giving his, his uh, how do you say it? Like no, there's things that he, he thought about the Bible. There's somebody else who also gave their, their thoughts. But what he, what he said was that it's good to do meditation or spiritual reading in the morning because when it's in the morning, because God should be the center of our lives and the first, God should be the first in our lives, you know, not the second, not the third, but the first. And when we do it first thing in the morning, it's literally the first thing in our lives. Yeah. And I noticed that too, because like today I read, I did my spiritual reading uh, and I felt a lot better today, you know? You fell asleep. Oh, yeah. I fell asleep after. <laughs> that was my fault. You know, I shouldn't have fallen asleep. But I still did my meditation and my spiritual reading. And I felt a lot better. And But every single day that I don't do it, I feel I feel a lot worse. I feel stressed. You know? But since I put God first uh, today and, and the other days that I, so, I do spiritual reading first, it's I feel I feel a lot better. I think, it's, I think we should see meditation as... Um, your daily dose of medicine. Medicine for the soul. Well, yeah, because people go their whole days without thinking about God until the night, you know? And I mean, I mean the same things, it, especially, like, after Lent, I got really busy with projects and stuff I was doing, and so, and school. So I wasn't really focusing on on, on meditating or doing my, pray, my prayers very much. I mean, I was still doing the rosary, but that was in the night, you know? Yeah, I was doing everything else first, and then God at the end, right? But you know, as I before I fall asleep, when it should have been reverse, you know. Well, I should have God in the beginning of the day and the end of the day, and yeah. the middle. <laughs> yeah. But I was only having Him at the end, you know, the last thing I would do. I would that, do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it you should be the first thing. God first, first thing in the morning. Like and you, like you wake up, you take a shower, and then you meditate, and you read and meditate. But, I mean, okay, and you're probably well, thinking, what, I have to go to work in the morning, I don't have time. Well, then you wake up earlier. Yeah, we're going to get into more steps a little yeah. further down, but let's continue. We all know through personal experiences that what we choose to fill our minds with through the radio, television, and newspapers, we will have an influence increasing with time 
over the way we think and therefore what we do. If we have made up our minds to follow Christ, then we cannot allow ourselves to be guided by the spirit of sensuality and materialism. Therefore, it is essential for all of us to be cut off from the harmful influences of worldly music, shows, and news, but that is not sufficient. Well, we, we must also feed our minds with thoughts that will encourage us and instruct, encourage and instruct us in making progress towards the goal of holiness to which we are all called. This we do through the practices of daily meditation and spiritual reading. As men dedicated to growth in faith, uh, uh, Catholics are expected to practice meditation every day, especially if you're doing this rule of life. You know, which is, yeah. the rule of life is just the tip of the iceberg of all the many other things we can do to offer to God. So, um, things to prepare. How can we prepare? Preparation. Can you, can you just do the next paragraph. We will now discuss the steps necessary for good meditation so that we may form the habit of daily meditation. Meditation requires time and preparation. One of the most common reasons why people do not persevere in prayer is because of lack of planning. If you take the time to prepare yourself well, there's a good chance you will form the lifelong habit of daily meditation. So, okay, so these are the steps to prepare. Step one, time. It is important to choose a specific time, sorry, a specific amount of time, which we will dedicate to meditation. You know, at, at the beginning, maybe 15 to 20 minutes will be enough. But, you know, try to not do less than that. Yeah. You know, try to keep it, you know, the minimum the 15 max. or minimum 15, 20. Don't do any less. And then we must also set up a specific time in the day uh, when we are undistracted and... If we are, if possible, a time that will be available to us every day to make it easier for us to get into the habit of daily meditation. Drop a schedule of the week for the week, writing it down. Oops. Uh, writing it, writing down the time you have chosen each day to dedicate to meditation. Uh, writing down your schedule makes it much easier to keep your resolution to pray. Inform anyone who needs to know that you will be unavailable for that period. Okay, so that's step one, time. Just set aside a time of the day. You will, there's a time for everything. You'll find a time. And, you know, it's going to take a while for you to really get through it. But remember, you know, put away that cell phone for that amount of time. Yeah. Put away, you know, turn off your notifications, whatever you need to do. You know, if, uh, if you, if around that time, you know, somebody tries to call you or something, just tell whoever that you will be unavailable at that moment, you know, and around that time. And, yeah, just set aside, you know, however minutes it is, at least, like, 15 to 20. Um, and, um, I think, I think what, uh, at least a problem for me, if it's a problem for anyone else out there, uh, I'm indecisive about what book to read. So, would, what well, we're going to get in, that's the next one. Oh, it you is? You want to read it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Really good. <clears throat> Next one, reading material. Since meditation means applying our mind to the truths of our faith, it is necessary to have some material to consider. An essential part of our preparation is to, is to choose carefully the material that will be the subject of our meditation. So, like, the main the main course. Um, any good Catholic literature any good Catholic literature can serve for meditation, but the most important will be the sacred scriptures or the Bible. One easy plan is to read one chapter from the Gospels each day. We may also read, read other 
classic Catholic books such as The Imitation of Christ. Uh, <clears throat> you could skip to the next chapter. I mean, sentence. Okay. And then, so it's whatever. You know, whatever the reading material we choose, we should limit the amount of reading to what we can cover slowly and carefully in the time we have allotted. Finally, the mysteries of the rosary are a classic subject for mental prayer. Okay, okay, that's it. Okay, okay. so, so, like I said, you need to, you need to, um, you don't just go without planning anything. You need to, you need to be like, okay, what book am I going to read? Am I going to read this book I have? Do I buy this one? Or, or do I just read the Bible? Like, you know, a Bible, was, uh, like I said, um, is a very good source for meditation. So, so, uh, I, you know, and, and you're like, oh my gosh, the Bible has so many books, Old Testament, New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Genesis, Exodus, whatever. So I, I asked my David, I, my David, <laughs> my David, I asked my brother, David, what book should I read in the Bible? Because I'm very indecisive about what to read. And he's like, okay, well, don't, don't, um, don't read like from Genesis to all the way to the end of the Bible because like in the middle, there's parts that are really boring, and well, not that it's really boring, but if you don't really understand the gospel first, it's uh, gonna be hard the, to understand the the Old Testament. The Old Testament. So first, because because the, the point of the Old Testament was all the preparation for the fulfillment of the New Testament. So if you understand the fulfillment, you will understand what the heck was the point of the Old Testament. Um, and yeah, so right now I, this morning I started reading Matthew, one of the first gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And yeah. Yeah. Then just, you just got to keep on going, keep on, um, keep that discipline, start, you know, start getting disciplined in, in the, uh, area of your life. Like think, think of the Bible as your average, um, as your average cool, like cup of joe. Your average cool chap chapter book, except like it's like all these miracles and adventures and stuff. It's like wow, it's so cool. Except it's real. It happened. I mean, isn't that cool? Yeah. Well, like a lot of stories are based off the the stories in the Bible. Yeah. So this is like you know, this is the source of material. Well, anyways, step three, a preparation is place. We need to find a quiet place where we can be undistracted. I'm sorry, undisturbed. <laughs> such as our bedroom or a quiet place in the yard turn off all media and telephone and for the period of prayer try to forget about the concerns and problems that preoccupy your mind so i know how hard it could be to find a quiet place especially with a lot of siblings when i have a lot of siblings um but that shouldn't be your excuse you know like you I, can... I could still find times and places where it is quiet or, or like in the morning when yeah, everyone's yeah, asleep. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. When, when if you do, you know, wake up early in the morning, then that's you know when the kids are sleeping, you could go and and do your your spiritual reading and mental prayer. Okay, now the presence of God. Once we have quieted our minds of distractions, we place ourselves in the presence of God. This means simply that we recall that God sees us and is attentive to us, and we intend to direct our thoughts directly to Him. We can do this by means of a prayer such as the following. So get out your pens, your paper, and I'm going to say a prayer. <laughs> so the, this is like one of the prayers that Father uh, recommends. Father Adrian recommends. So 
It's go it goes like this. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian, Angel, intercede for me. <clears throat> so with this prayer, we ask God to be present with us and and for help for... We ask help to make this meditation fruitful. Yeah. And also, remind yourself that you are in God's presence as often as necessary so that your meditation continues to be prayerful and does not devolve into a simple study of the material. Yeah, because sometimes it's happened to me where I don't even meditate on the spiritual reading. I just I just read it and I'm pretty much just studying it, which is also good, but that has its own time, yeah. you know? Right now, this is for meditation. It's not simply just a study. You know, meditation is for uh, like what is for changing your life. But what is meditation exactly? But that's what I, that's what I've, I've said already, though. That meditation is making a resolution and making applying what you learn in there, uh, in the you know, in the Bible of that book to your life. So that's it. That's what it is. is it, isn't it, it just like sitting in silence and listening to God? Well, yeah, but you apply it to your life. That's the end of meditation. Oh, to make a resolution. That you know, that that's the reason for meditation. Okay, now. Now that we've done all the steps to prepare, now we're finally ready to meditate. So, having placed ourselves in the presence of God, we now enter into the meditation itself. So. Now these are the steps to meditation. Uh, can you reset it? The the recording so i know wait, wait i know that we said there will be no cuts but this camera can only record for 30 minutes at a time so we're gonna just reset it yeah and we'll be back in five four three two one okay uh, <laughs> so step one reading we begin our meditation by reading the material we have chosen as we have already seen it is important that the passage we choose should be brief enough to allow us to read it over three, sorry, over two to three times slowly to ensure that we understood it thoroughly, while leaving enough time for the conclusion of the meditation. A good, a good rule of thumb is to dedicate half our allotted time for reading, and the other half for, uh, sorry, for, and the other half for the other parts of med of the meditation. So, um. So we should read it. So if we're if it's like twenty minutes, then for ten minutes, we read through the through the reading two to three times, you know, slowly and carefully. And the other ten ten minutes, then we um, do the other parts of meditation, which we're about to talk about. Uh, so continue. <clears throat> okay, you have to get closer to the mic. Oh, and remember to put your your mouth facing it. Okay, so another important point. When we read for meditation, we are not interested primarily in learning new information, but although that is important, uh, but rather in allowing the text to impress our hearts. There is a time for study, which is necessary for our spiritual development, but it is not now. Try instead to enter into the reading, imagining that you are present at the scenes described in the Gospels, or that it is God himself who is speaking these words to you here and now. So, 
Okay, so that's it. I mean, well, we've already said it. That it's not a study. Yeah. It's not a study. And so, like, j- and just... It, 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 well, we could just continue because we're going to get back into that again. Yeah. So, consideration. As we read certain passages or ideas that will stand out from the rest of the material, these are the thoughts we want to concentrate our attention towards. Ask yourself the following questions. So, if you have a paper and a pencil or a pen or whatever, you should write these questions down. Okay, so number one, our first question, what does this passage tell me Passage, tell me about God, his mercy, justice, providence, his love for me, uh, or his expectations of me? Number two, what, is, what does this reveal to me about myself, my weaknesses? <laughs> what does this reveal to me about myself, my weaknesses, or strengths? What does it say to me about the direction my life is taking and the choices I have made? What changes do I need to make in my life? How can I love God better? What corrections must I take? Sorry, what corrections must I make to my behavior or my way of thinking? And lastly, what virtues must I learn to practice? Okay, sorry, sorry. I thought it was only four questions, but it's, it's more. So, I think it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So seven questions. Sorry about that. Um. So ask these so sorry ask yourself these questions as you're reading it, so that you can reflect on it uh, afterwards. Okay, uh, want to do the next step? Yeah. The next. So we've yeah. already gone through one. So the third step of okay. meditation. So, next one is resolutions. Having reflected on the reading and having asked ourselves these questions, we now form a resolution to do something concrete about the truths we have discovered. Truths. Truths. Okay. This is the fruit of a well-made med- meditation. Suppose in our meditation we are moved by God's generous mercy towards us. We may then, uh, we are moved by God's generous mercy towards us. We may then make the resolution to offer every day a special prayer of thanksgiving for His forgiveness. Or suppose our meditation reveals to us that we have failed to practice a particular virtue. We should make the resolution to perform acts of that virtue as soon as the opportunity presents itself. Hey, it is recording, right? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, this is a record. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Um. <coughs> okay, so yeah, right now, is after having um, read the readings, asked yourself the questions, now is the time to make the resolutions. Like, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do with your life? Like, well, Wait, how are you what gonna are you going to do with the truths you have learned from this uh, chapter or this verse? What are you going to do about it? And, um, and, wait, what did it say? Oh, yeah, sorry, this is the next one. Okay. Um, so we'll just continue to the next paragraph. Clearly, there is no limit to the kinds of resolutions we can form. Even when reading the same material, people. Uh, sorry. What is it? Even when reading the same material, God would lead them. Yeah, that doesn't make sense, huh? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Okay, sorry. Even when reading the same material, God would lead people to apply it differently to the circumstances of their particular lives. What is important is that resolutions be concrete. The purpose of our meditation is to make progress in the spiritual life. This calls for real changes to occur. It is useless, for instance, to make a general resolution, such as, I need to love God more. 
Rather, we should make complete that intention by saying, I need to love God more by making a holy hour this Tuesday evening before the Blessed Sacrament. Okay, so that, this is a very important thing. Because, you know, you hear a lot of people when they're sort of thinking about changing their lives, like, oh, I gotta love God more, or whatever. But when we do a meditation, uh, and we make a resolution, it has to be very specific. specific. It has to be sp- specific, like, or else we're not gonna make a change. It, it, it's like it's like oh, I need to um, clean my house more. It's like how you're gonna do that? Vacuum, broom, mop. You know, it's like that. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be specific so that you actually make that change. You 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 go towards that change. And well, yeah, it's uh, actually. Can you move the camera a little more towards you? No, 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 not zoom in. No, not all the way. <laughs> and a little more. Because now you can see my legs. A little more. Okay, fine. Okay, sorry. So, we have to make a specific resolution. So, if you, if you say, like, oh... I'm going to stop being lazy because I said so in the Bible or whatever. What? Okay, that's good. Okay, stop being lazy. But but what are you going to do about it? You, you got to say, okay, I'm going to stop being lazy by waking up at 6 or 5. Go. I'm going to stop being lazy by putting my bed away as soon as I get up or... I mean, sorry, fixing my bed or cleaning my room as soon as I get up. Or I'm going to stop being lazy by, you know, saying the morning offering when I wake up or whatever. So you got to be very specific. And this is what makes sense. You know, because oh. the saints were able to see themselves, um, like God sees them. You know, for they're able to see themselves for what they are. You know, they saw themselves as sinners, and they were able to make changes. They were able to apply those changes through meditation. So meditation makes saints. So that's why it's very important. Uh, so let's continue to so step four. Uh, step four. It is step four, right? Conclusion. Yeah. Okay. It is important to conclude our meditation. Close. It is, imp- it is important to conclude our meditation as carefully as we began it. Another reason why meditation may fail to bear fruit is a hasty conclusion or even no conclusion at all. Having been impressed by some of the aspect of our considerations and having formed a concrete resolution, we now turn our hearts and minds to speak with God. In this concluding pra- prayer or... Colloquy? Colloquy? Yeah, I don't... I've Col- never heard that C-O-L-L-O-Q-U-Y? word. C-O-L-L-O-Q-U-Y? Whatever. We present him to the plan of action and we rather resolve to carry out. We ask his blessing upon it, and the grace he alone can, can, give, uh, can, get, can give to enable us to carry it out. We may finish this... We may finish with a prayer such as the following. Quote, I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations... That you have communicated to me in this meditation, I may uh, I ask your help to put them into effect. My immaculate mother, Saint Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Close quote. Okay, so I'll, I'll do the next one. Okay, so well he already, he says right here that we you know there's a specific way to fin- to conclude it. You know it's just yeah. it's not just like okay resolution now I'm done or whatever. Mm. You know, we have to uh, do a certain prayer and, you know, ask God to help us be fruitful 
and that he may bless us, you know. And then afterwards, our work is still not done. We're going to go back into the world, back into the busy life, you know. We're going to go back into the, the Wait, noisy it, distractions. It, it, right I know, I know. Um, but now we must carry out the resolution that we made because it's not enough just to say that you're going to start waking up at 5 a.m. to be less lazy or I'm going to start going to adoration to love God more. We have to actually do it. So now th the last step is to actually carry out the resolution. Yeah. Um, and meditation is gonna have a big impact on our lives, but only if we remember what to do. I'm sorry. Only if we remember to do what inspires what it inspires us to do. So we need to carry it out. From the truths we have learned, we've already gone. You know, step step to, by step. You know, a basic analysis of the meditation. And you know, I'm learning a lot here too. I'm gonna apply this, what I've learned from this. Um, I'm gonna apply it to myself because a lot of times I just do spiritual reading, but I don't really. It's not really. Um, I don't meditate on it. I just read it like if it's a study, you know, which is still good. But there's a time. There's a different time for that. This is the time for meditation, you know. So, yeah, that's what I I really need to get into. Uh, what about you? Same thing. And yeah. I yeah, I I haven't been doing meditation because I never wake up early. And that's why I asked my brother David to wake me up early and he did so this morning. Yeah, so we're going to I mean cuz the meditation honestly it not only does it make us feel better, less stressed and make us more focused, it also brings us closer to God and and like I said before, this is what makes us saints. This is what made the saints saints. Because they applied these changes to their lives. The, the ends of prayer, I mean, the ends of meditation is to make a change in our lives. You know? And, uh... To, to get yeah. that resolution and carry it out. And now we move on to questions for review. Oh, no, we're not going to do that. We're not? No, we pretty much... I think it was a pretty short podcast. So... Uh, uh, also, wait, hold on. Okay, if we're done, then I want to say one last thing at least. Um, we, before, before, um, and one last thing I want to tell you, tell you guys about meditation is you, you have to think to yourself, who am I? I'm a, I'm a guy, I'm a boy, um, a 13 year old boy who likes this, likes this, hates that, doesn't do that, but should, um, shouldn't do that, but does, you know? And so, okay, so this is who you are. So you're saying, like, trying to an analyze your life analyze to be able to, to make a change on it? Yeah. So, like, like, look at how God sees you. Imagine you are God and you're seeing this kid who is you. You know? Like, what, is, what does he look like? I mean, this obviously kid. he loves you and yeah, everything, he loves but, you, but he also sees all the sins that you've committed against against him, you know? So, so like, like, for example, okay, we see who you are. What do you want to, like... Like, who do you want to be known as? Do you want to be known as a horrible person? Or do you want to be known as a saint who is holy and loving? You know what I mean? Like, like is it, like, what do you want to, like, is this... I, and, about? and it also shouldn't be, like, the big thing, like, oh, I want to be known as a great saint or whatever, but you just want to reach heaven, man. <laughs> yeah. You want to reach heaven. And, like, I don't care if people, see, you know, see me as a huge sinner or whatever but as long as i get to heaven i don't care <laughs> you yeah know? you shouldn't you shouldn't care about anyone else's opinion 
as the only opinion you should ever really care about is God's opinion. This is yeah. the only, like, really the only opinion that really matters. Yeah, because once you follow that opinion, your life will get in order, you know? You'll be a better person in general and a holier person. And, and God's opinion is, like, the best opinion. I wouldn't even call it opinion. Probably, like, truth. He speaks right. only truth. He tells, he tells you the truth. He tells you what you need to do. He tells you, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, this was fun again. Do, yeah. Starting the podcast again after three weeks. But, yeah, we gotta, you know, keep on keep on doing these podcasts because it also helps us to learn more. You know, it's not, you know, this podcast isn't only for you guys. It's also for us. It helps us. Um, you know, because even if this channel doesn't get a lot of views or whatever, uh, it doesn't matter as long as I'm getting better myself, you know? Yeah. And I also, I want to help people. That's why I started this channel. But it's also helping me. So I want to continue this podcast. Uh, so yeah, guys, if you could please like uh, and share this podcast. Um, you know, so more and more people can learn about how to actually meditate. Because all the saints, they all, you know, recommend. They, they all say that it's like uh, a necessity, yeah. you know? It's a necessity for Catholics. So, yeah, guys, keep on praying. Keep on doing your rosaries. Start your meditation. Start the rule of life. If you don't know the whole rule of life, then go to episode 10. Um, and, yeah. God bless, guys. God bless. If you like this episode and want to see our beautiful, handsome faces, then go to our YouTube channel, Koji Fruit, where you can see us in HD perfection. See you next time.